to the Who to Thunk It with Zeb podcast, episode 11. I figured it's been a while since I did my podcast episode on the Hulk, and I thought I would go back to doing another subject about a, a nerdy subject, if you will. This one is about a Star Wars character, not one that was on any of the movies, but one that was in the books. This is about Darth Bane. It's about the, tri- the book trilogy, but I'll just be going over book number one here. Now, warning, there are major spoilers ahead. I suggest you not listen to this episode if you plan to read or listen to the book trilogy. This Star Wars character was brought to life in a book trilogy I have digested twice now. It takes place a thousand years BBY, or that's Star Wars talk, for a thousand years before Luke destroyed the Death Star. Darth Bane is a Sith Lord, and therefore I'm afraid Disney will never make him a protagonist in a film, so these probably will never make it to film. A shame, really. This is one of the coolest characters in the entire Sith War or Star Wars universe. But because he's a bad guy, Disney's probably not going to make him uh, a movie. Darth Bane started out as known as Dessel. That's his name. He's a lowly, poor human cortosis miner on the outer rim world of Apatros. He towers over six feet tall and weighs around 170 pounds. The harsh lifestyle of a miner has made him made his hands rough and his body strong. He's a big, tough guy who has gone bald. Like all the miners of Apatros, the chemicals they use to mine make people's hair fall out. This particular mine was used by the Jedi-backed Republic. And Dessel, or as he goes by as Dez, was raised by his abusive drunk of a father named Hurst, who he loathed. Hurst named Dez and gave him the nickname of Bane, as in the bane of his existence. He hated his kid. Eventually, Dez murdered Hurst, unknowingly using the dark side of the Force, um, while he was experiencing a nightmare. One day, a couple of cocky Republic re- Republic troops came to the mining planet and sat down for a game of Sabacc. That's the Star Wars version of poker, basically. And Dez, he's a miner, but every once in a while he does go to the local saloon, not to drink. He doesn't, not much of a, a gluttonous drink, but he does like to play Sabacc and make some money to pay off his debts. Dez used his affinity for the Force to win this game of Sabacc and taking all of the Republic troopers' money. After the game was over, the bar shuts down. Des leaves for the night. He did have a couple celebratory drinks. He gets jumped by a couple of, uh, by a bunch of those loser troopers. But instead of getting beaten up, Des ends up killing the squad's officer. And it was self defense, but no one was going to believe the poor miner's story over the Republic troops. His only option is to flee his awful homeworld and his leave his old life behind and join the Sith Brother- Brotherhood of Darkness, the army leaving his life as a miner behind him. So he does. He joins the Brotherhood of Darkness in the army, fighting against the Republic because he had to run away. He ends up being a highly respected sergeant in the Sith army, fighting against these Republic troops, which is fitting because the Republic troops are what thrusted him into this new life. Dez's squad, known as the Gloomwalkers, witnessed him perform miraculous stunts in battle, things that most humans would never be able to dream of doing. When Dez and his squad are given an idiotic command from their superior officer, Dez disobeys, and he disobeys the order and scores a victory for the Republic, saving his troops and doing something amazing. But, however, disobedience is not tolerated within the Sith ranks, and he is apprehended shortly after. Instead of wasting away in prison, Dez is taken to the Sith Academy on Korriban. Korriban is the Sith homeworld, um, so it's a planet. The Sith Lords noticed Dez's talents in battle and deduced he was Force-sensitive, meaning he actually wasn't just a person, a regular person. He was able to use the Force. Why put him in prison 
when he can join the ranks as a much more powerful Sith Lord. At the Academy, Des was told to make himself anew. He gave himself the name Bane. He embraced the insult his father, Hurst, used to throw at him, and now had become Bane, Dark Lord of the Sith. Bane was at the top of his class. He used to kick butt and take names, but after suffering a humiliating defeat at the hands of his classmates, one of his classmates, Bane had time to reflect while sitting in medical bay. Bane couldn't partake in the physical training, so he decided to hit the books in the Great Sith Library. Uh, Bane started to compare the ancient Sith teachings in the library to how the modern version of the Sith were operating, the so-called Brotherhood of the Darkness. He soon found the Brotherhood of Darkness to be fundamentally flawed. Here's a quote from Bane. The Brotherhood of Darkness was nothing but a twisted perversion of the Jedi Order, a dark parody of the very thing we stood against. And this is, ha this is the current Sith. This is how the Brotherhood operated. You have Lord Khan. He's the one who founded the Brotherhood. And he had the idea that if all the Sith Lords stopped fighting amongst themselves, as they had done for a millennia, they could then join forces, work together, and they would be strong enough to destroy the Republic, the Jedi, uh, once, for, once and for all. See, before this, before the Brotherhood, the Sith, you know, they're the bad guys. They're, they're, they give in to their temptations. He's greedy. They're greedy, and they fight amongst each other to make themselves weak. So Lord Khan thought, if we join together, we can be strong. The Brotherhood of Darkness all gave themselves the title of Lord, as the title of Darth, as in Darth Vader, Darth Sidious, the Emperor. Um, it meant ruler over Dark Lords. So as the Brotherhood it practiced solidarity and equality, it, for, it was forbidden to use the title of Darth. The thousands of Sith Lords lived among themselves in mutually understood peace, and this is where Bane saw the problem. Here's the Sith mantra, and peace is a lie, there is only passion. Through passion I gain strength, through strength I gain power, through power I gain victory, and through victory my chains are broken. So the first tenet there, peace is a lie, there is only passion. Fundamentally, the Brotherhood are disobeying that mantra, and that's what Bane has a problem with. Sith were all about power. Bane noticed that these so-called Dark Lords were allowing weakness to invade their ranks instead of allowing the strong to rise to the top. If the Sith live by the code that peace is a lie, then the Brotherhood was a lie and, and a sad shell of what the Sith Order could be. Bane, a man of action, decides to murder his dueling teacher and lightsaber master, shortly before murdering the head of the entire Sith Academy. He flees the Academy to find the legendary Darth Raven's tomb where Bane finds, the, the, finds Revan's holocron. A holocron is what the Jedi and Sith alike use to store all of their teachings before they die. Think of it as a thumb drive of the person's autobiography accompanied by an interactive AI hologram of the person who made it. So Bane goes to Darth Revan, a dead guy, his tomb, finds his holocron, tries to learn everything Darth Revan's, all of his teachings. And armed with this new knowledge of Darth Revan, Bane decides that not only does the Sith Academy need to fall, but so does the entire Sith Brotherhood of Darkness. While the Brotherhood swore off deception among themselves, effectively shunning the first of its Sith tenants, Bane used deception to trick both the Sith Brotherhood of Darkness and the Jedi's Republic Army to trap all of their souls in what's called a Thought Bomb. Now, I, I know the name is a bit hokey, a Thought Bomb, but... The Thought Bomb basically tortures souls for all eternity. It's super brutal. He put two opposing armies, sworn enemies, in this Thought Bomb. 
Bane comes back later on in the trilogy and touches the thought bomb and he reaches out with the force and he senses what is going on inside. The amount of suffering is so fierce that Bane, a super tough Sith dark lord, starts to sweat with fear. That's how much is going on in there. Here's another quote from, or a quote from Bane. Khan was a traitor. He led the Brotherhood away from the teachings of the ancient Sith. He turned his back on the very essence for the dark side of the dark side. After single-handedly ending one of the greatest wars the galaxy had ever seen, Bane decides to carry the burden of resurrecting the Sith Order on his own shoulders. He has to create the Sith in a completely new way. Here's how he does it. Here's how he comes to his conclusion of how to recreate it. He can't allow the Sith to become the Brotherhood again, weakened by peace among themselves. But he also couldn't allow the Sith to be the way that they were before the Brotherhood. So... Dark Lord, that's when Dark Lords become powerful, but because deception was allowed and because there were a lot of Sith at the time, the hunger for power would lead to, lead to an inevitable inevitability of the weaker Sith ganging up and killing the stronger Dark Lords. This led to weakness among them as well, just as peace would. So he couldn't do either of those. He had to come to something new. Now that at this point, after he destroyed ends the whole war... The Jedi who are left believe that all the Sith are dead. They died in the Thought Bomb, and it is exactly how Bane wants to keep it. He wants the Sith to use deception and fight from the shadows. However, Bane is mortal. If he dies, then so does the Order. So Bane creates what he calls the Rule of Two. From then on, there will only be two Sith at a time. One Master to embody the Dark Side, and one Apprentice to crave it. The master would be able to pass on their knowledge and power to an apprentice, and the moment that, that, that the master became too weak from old age or any other reason, the apprentice would kill the master and claim an apprentice for their own. This ensured the Sith would only keep getting stronger and stronger with each passing of the torch. Here's another quote. The Sith killed each other, victims of their own greed, but from the ashes of destruction, I was the last survivor. That's Darth Bane's Spectre when he was, uh, that's in, from the Star Wars Clone Wars animated series, that's what he said. After the war is ended, Bane finds an apprentice who ends up calling herself Darth Xana. And so begins the battle, uh, so begins the Baneite Sith lineage that carries on for over a thousand years. That is why the Darth Sidious, the Emperor, and the Star Wars, in the Star Wars movies, Net only ever had one apprentice at a time. He had Darth Maul, then he had Count Dooku, and then he had Darth Vader. He never had more than one, and why he always remained cloaked in secrecy at all times. Instead of staying Lord, instead of staying Lord Bane, he gives himself the title of Darth Bane because he is the true ruler of the Sith now. That is the end of the first book of the trilogy. The rule of two is what Darth Bane is known for. And it is Bane's version of the Sith Order that eventually takes over the entire galaxy in the form of Emperor Palpatine, a.k.a. Darth Sidious, and his apprentice Darth Vader. Bill Moyers from the magazine interviewed George Lucas and asked him about the Sith and, and, and how Darth Bane played into it. Here's what George Lucas had to say. One of the themes throughout the films is that the Sith Lords, when they started out thousands of years ago, embraced the dark side. They were greedy and self-centered. And they all wanted to take over. So they killed each other. Eventually, there was only one left. And that one took on an apprentice. He's talking about Bane. And for thousands of years, the master would teach the apprentice. The master would die. And the apprentice would then teach another apprentice become and become the master. And so on. 
but there could never be any more than two of them because if there were, they would try to get rid of the leader, which is exactly what Vader was trying to do. And that's exactly what the Emperor was trying to do. The Emperor was trying to get rid of Vader as Vader was trying to get rid of the Emperor. And that is the antithesis of a symbiotic relationship in which if you do that, you become cancer and you eventually kill the host and everything dies. So that's from 1999, Bill Moyers from Time Magazine interviewing George Lucas about this all. I love Darth Bane. I think he's amazing. I will be doing um, the second and third book of Darth Bane's trilogy, but for this one, I, it, I didn't want to compress it too much, so I just did the first book. The only source that I used and needed to use was the first book of this trilogy, Star Wars, Darth Bane, The Path of Destruction. It's written by Drew Karpishin, and it's amazing. I I listened to it. I didn't actually read it, but I did listen to the audiobook twice over, all three books. So I highly recommend you check those books out. They are fantastic. Thank you for listening to Who to Thunk It with Zeb, episode 11. I will keep this train going even through the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, because what else are we doing, right? Thanks for listening. Tune in next week. Thank you.